Hello and welcome to day 30 of Napa Pomo. We made it everyone, congratulations. Thank you for sticking with me and for all your support through the whole of the month of November. Who'd have thought it, eh? And what a lovely, crisp, blustery November morning it is where I am. Um, yeah, it seems to have been quite a journey. I think it's it's been interesting to find how simple it can be to capture your thoughts and get them on um, on an audio. And it's interesting as well because I have, in the past, been keeping a journal and writing my thoughts down and sort of tracking bits and bobs. I used to, as a teenager, I used to love writing in a diary. It was nothing more than a blank book where I used to just, when I felt like it, I'd write the date on the top and just write my thoughts out on a single A5 size page and that was it. It wasn't like I was cramming it into a calendar style diary, but it's interesting that this whole month, that because I've actually had the uh, the uh, Napod Pomo output as a, a an equivalent form of capturing thoughts, that I've not felt the need to pick up the pen and spend some time summarising the day on my thoughts or, or anything. So it's curious that it has actually replaced that in in me but yeah what a what a journey it has been from from tentative starts assuming that i was going to walk around nottingham and become a, like a virtual tour guide almost uh, because at the time i was struggling to think what content i would actually do on a daily basis and as i said early on in the in the month it was an aim of mine to try and hit the 10,000 steps and and therefore i thought well you know touring around nottingham would be good but then a lot of work trips, a lot of other things have cropped up, and so therefore, yeah, that didn't form a massive part of Napod Pomo for, for for me for November, despite that being quite an attractive thing to begin with as a as a thought. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been. It, I'm I'm really pleased I took took the project on and had a go at it. It's uh, it's been a a good thing to think of and and do and prove how how simple it is and it's made me realize that that maybe some some small write-up of this might actually be really quite useful in terms of my my workflow i have i have hinted at the sort of brief overview but i'm trying to work out if there's a way that i can do a screen capture of my iphone i believe when i used to do xcode development i, I dabbled in making an iphone app um probably about eight years ago and around that time there was definitely an ios simulator but that's not the same. And I think there is a way of plugging in the iPhone and capturing the screen. So I might see if there's a way of doing that on my uh, aging MacBook Air. It's interesting though that, that I think it was a, a comment that, that Yannick made when we were talking about microphones. Um, and I think it was, it was along the lines of, you know, find cheap microphones. To, you know, microphones aren't necessarily the thing that's that's blocking recording your thoughts anymore these days. But the fact that you have actually got a $700, £700 phone is uh, is one of the reasons that y you can do this on the move now. It's it's the fact that we forget just how much we invest in having a mobile phone of whatever brand you, you choose to align yourself with. It, they are smart bits of kit. They are truly multifunctional devices and the fact that you can have a portable recording studio as well as a high quality camera as well as a telephone you know telephone device as well is 
is a, it is a true revolution in that sense. It's it's probably you know there are certainly people that the uh, the purple cow book that I touched on yesterday was would probably describe as laggards as as laggards, but the um, the sort of people that would say oh I want a mobile phone to be a mobile phone not not all these other things. But then I remember having a period of my life where I would carry my mobile phone on my belt. You know, that was that was the thing. We weren't quite sure. I don't know if it was to do with fears about radiation and uh, radio wave radiation that, that caused that, but it also seemed to be, I think, probably the size of the mobile phone. It wasn't the case that they are the, the slim letterbox designs that they are now that can fit easily into your jeans pocket. It was probably necessity, because certainly the Nokia... I had the I had the Nokia phone that had the slide out um, key cover that looked a, a little bit like the one from the Matrix movie that uh, that Neo has. And it's interesting when you go back to the movie that you actually I, in my head I was convinced I had the same phone that I could press the little silver release button on the back of the uh, keypad cover and I looked as cool as as Neo did in the movie. That said. Um, Nokia clearly had made some sort of smoothing and, and a slight change, so it wasn't exactly the same. But the thought was there that you actually had a, a key cover to stop accidental dialing, and and it had a, a really cute um, horizontal roller that allowed you to scroll up and down and then depress that to actually click OK. I did, I did honestly love that phone. But that was around the time I was carrying things on my belt, and certainly at the time I used to work for the BBC and in, and in tech, being a techie, I used to have a, a Leatherman multi-tool that I used for uh, rigging, which had a, a, spa, um, a pair of pliers that folded up with, a, with knives and screwdrivers and stuff. It's the kind of thing now that nowadays that I think back to how sensitive the, the public are about knife crime and and the like that you really would have to think about the times you actually carried a, a device like a penknife these days anymore for fear of being accused of, of carrying a, a weapon of intent but that just shows the, the sign of the times but so yeah I did walk around used to used to have sort of these two things slapped on my belt looking you know looking back on it not not particularly cool but the uh, but yeah it was it was that the size of a device like that was was probably the most motivating factor. But yeah, it was just a phone. You know, maybe we'd started to play Snake on it, maybe we'd got a few ideas of games on. But it wasn't particularly multifunctional and it and it did take the likes of the uh the iPhone and the Android operating system to really make it take off and, and everyone realised that they just that was just what phones were because they I suppose in many ways they offered designers the opportunity to not have to get it right first time the fact that you can make operating system upgrades you can reprogram the interface means that you aren't stuck with a device that may just have been unusable in many ways and 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 have a high amount of hardware design costs um i think the certainly remembering back to uh you know some of the stories i've shared this month about my career in lighting that i'd started to see that lighting control desks had started to become more software designed and actually computers underneath the bonnet and that had the downside of having to wait for everything to boot up as I said in that uh, in the story about when I nearly plunged Prince Charles into darkness um, and the same is true of of devices that are flexible like smartphones is the fact you have to wait for the thing to to boot up and come to life before you can do anything with it and I think there is a trade-off between devices that are single function that can be optimized to 
just start and do what they should be doing and not have to boot through a whole, you know, bootstrap and an operating system before it actually becomes available. Um, we kind of have, you know, we have to tolerate those devices. So I think, yeah, it's no surprise now that I can sit with a mobile phone in my hand and think, yeah, I could, I could record my voice or situational audio and edit it and upload it through a 4G connection and and back to you know to have, and be able to to have podcasting on the move. It's not the fact the case that you are having to spend a lot on equipment, but um, but effectively you've already made that investment. Is is kind of my point because you you have you do sort of tolerate spending a fair amount per month to invest in one of these devices. So why not get more out of it in that sense? I suppose where I struggle a bit these days is I really need to upgrade my my phone and contract not because I'm, I yes I am a bit of an you know an alpha geek as I used to call myself which was implying that I I like playing with stuff as it as it is launched I'm 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 willing to accept rough edges while um, devices are, are new but also the fact that I'm still on a contract that's got quite a limited amount of data and it's funny that as one of the side effects of having a flexible system that allows software developers to just do what they like with each of the apps or the OS is that you tend to find that they're not as optimized as they they could be in the sense that they'll just you know they'll just assume that users have enough data or battery power or whatever or constantly connected to an internet i mean the amount of apps that don't think offline first is just is just crazy and so in many ways the the fact that you've got a uh, where was I going? The fact that you've got a, a data amount, a, a maximum data allowance in a month, is a limitation sometimes. I do run out and therefore end up getting charged a, a top-up fee, which is ridiculous. And it sorts of, you know, we've, we've left the situation 10 years ago where mobile networks would just say, oh, you can have unlimited data, it's fine, it's the internet, you know, just pay this amount and unlimited. But even they, you can see that the industry changing now to actually say, yeah, there's a finite amount we've got. You know, we're promi- we're we're being told off of promising the fact that you could have unlimited, but really there's a fair use policy. So that whole thing where they started to advertise unlimited, but then put an asterisk and say, "Oh yeah, subject to a fair use policy," and it's like, "Yeah, what?" But um, but yeah, I, I I have a suspicion that we might swing back to uh, even on home broadband that we might swing back to pay pay for usage rather than just an unlimited amount um, or, a, or a throughput maximum, which seemed to be the way that we were doing, you know, up to two megabytes, up to 10 megabits per second, rather. And that's, <laughs> you know, up to seems to be the, the get out clause for anything because you can have a really slow connection and, and still be, you know, honoring that claw claim. But it's, it's constant connection to the internet, especially when it's down to app design and yeah, and that's possibly lazy assumptions by developers that they just don't have to think about having local synchronized databases and, and designing things offline first. That therefore we are becoming a nation that, or a global Western population certainly, that assumes that we will have the ability to be plugged into the, the hive mind at all times. And so a lot of the opportunity comes from, from that. But at the same point, it does come with its problems, like when I... I have been running out of data, but thankfully I did. I did pay for a 
a big upgrade at the start of the month just to make sure I had enough and I've not actually run into any problems. And certainly the size of audio from just uh, a predominantly voice-based episode has been around the sort of 10 megabit, 10 megabytes sort of area of an episode that I've then been uploading to Orphonic. But the benefit of my workflow has been the fact that then Orphonic has been the one that's then done the FTP up to archive.org. So I've not been bearing the brunt of that. So that's been good. But I find that, you know, reflecting back on the fact that I remember as a kid pushing two penny pieces into a 10 p into a telephone box and uh, to, to make a telephone call and now I can walk around with a device that, that can do anything that I possibly can think of is testament to the, the breakneck speed of the information age and I am massively looking forward to seeing what the next 40 years brings. I'm, I'm not one of those people that wants things to stay the same. I, I desperately want to see what people can push forward and innovate and, and as I get older I'm realising that it's not about being threatened by other people with better ideas. It's it's actually, if we can support everybody to come up with the best that they can do, then we're all going to benefit from from the, the fruits of that. And so it's it's very much about sharing knowledge, about making things happen by inspiring people and taking some time to not be so rushed in your day that you can allow those thoughts to come to you to think, I wonder if I could do that or if I wonder if there's an app for that or you know I'm not this it's interesting that when we do hackathons and and things like hack 24 that that um in the past people have said you know always assume that there's a software answer to everything and it's not always the case but the flexibility of being able to target a device like a mobile phone means that I can understand why people think that an app having an app for that used to be the used to be the thing but it's um it is really the case that we are in a position now where if you have the time and the notion to actually learn something, you can actually make a massive difference to the world around you. I mean, even this week I saw two, two girls at school who had started to encourage a supermarket to label the edge, edges of shelves with uh, suggestions for food banks. You know, where food banks wanted popular items, they encouraged the supermarket to actually mark those to allow people to buy an extra one to dump at a bin at the end of their shop into to, into a food bank just donation point i mean that's that's a very simple little idea but already the food bank is seeing an uplift in people actually wanting to donate rather than having to make a separate trip to a food bank to donate where people you know it's a shame that we're in that position where people do need that kind of help but at the same point that little hack that those two girls have come up with smashing idea and that's the kind of thing where you really can make a difference if you just think well i wonder if i can make that little thing better so i am i am definitely up for for it it might not be we're not going to get to the jetsons you know sort of driverless spacecraft maybe probably not but um even so the fundamental differences that we've got made to our life there is there is already a study this week for example that the apple watch series three or four where wherever we are now I unashamedly like Apple stuff, and, and I know we could get into a massive debate about that, but the latest Apple Watch has got the um, heart beat detection in it, and they've actually been doing work with, with Harvard and other big medical places to actually do some research, and actually it can start to detect possible arrhythmia and things that you should report to your, uh, your healthcare professional. 
So much so that the research was suggesting that you might actually be able to add two two years to your life, uh, on average, if you, if it was to catch a medical problem. So the future is bright. Um, certainly, the the sky is bright today with some blustery winds, and it has been an absolute pleasure to share these thoughts and time with you. And I thank you for giving up your precious time to to take the time to listen with me. Um, and I, yeah, I will catch you on the next project and I will, yeah, keep tuned to Twitter at Twine Radio or um, the website www.twineradio.co.uk and uh, we'll see what that turns into next. But yes, a massive thanks to to Dave, to Al, to everybody else that's contributed to to sort of joining me on that. It's been a lot of fun and I thank you again. So this is it for 2018. This is Napod Pomo signing off. Uh, I wish you all a very pleasant December and holiday season if you are having the time off. Uh, do enjoy it and spend it with time and people that you care about and benefit from being with. Um, take care of yourselves and I will chat to you on the next thing. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>